Hey everyone, I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. I do not have a witty opening for this week's episode, so instead, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the silky smooth and soothing sounds of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ho! Hey folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to Horrible Horror, Tough Guy, So Bad It's Scary! What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Lord Marshall Hampton. With me today is my buddy, my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing on this fine, fine Sunday in January? It's cold, man. It is getting it's cold, cold now. but I like I do like the cold. I'm a fan of it. You're but... a weirdo. No. You're one of the weirdos that likes cold. Fucking biking, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm 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 in a good place, man. I'm uh, yeah, okay, all right, <laughs> all right. You're in a good place. That's all we need. That's all we need to know. Um, this week we are doing a movie that's kind of, kind of pertinent to society today. Absolutely. Um. Because we're doing what we call teacher shortage. And there is a teacher shortage there going is. on. You know, there is. There's, uh, there's COVID-19 has wiped out a lot of uh, employees, not just, you know, from death, but also from <laughs> teachers. Well, seriously. Yeah. But yeah. also teachers saying, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want a whole bunch of little germ factories fucking up my fucking immune system. So, boo. Peace. I'm out. It's not just the COVID. It's also bureaucracy, the po- politics of school. And all red the tape. shit, the red tape they have to deal with, and for the for sh- such for a, a shit pay. Yeah, for shit pay. Oh man, teachers get paid so shitty. Yeah. And you know, I feel this because there's a time when I really, I was certain I was going to go into teaching. I, my both my parents were teachers. I have aunts and cousins that are teachers. I have a lot of college friends that went into teaching. So it's kind of a subject that I, I kind of close to me. And I was like, you know what? Here's a movie called about teacher shortage, about teachers and their plight. I think, why, you know what? Why not? I was it, a teacher. We, we are. Yes, you were. Yeah, I taught, I taught in Thailand and I taught nursing. Um, I forgot about that. Part. In the classroom. That's right. Yeah, I mean, all kinds of PowerPoint presentations and shit like that. But yeah. that's that's next level teaching. You're, you're, we're talking, Ooh, I'm next level, well, bitch. I mean, we're like, we're, you're, not, you're not talking about <laughs> public high schools, public schools. True, shit. true. Um, and that, that's a, it's a real problem. Teachers have, it, have a real, it's a really shitty deal they're getting right now. Um, and so I figured, you know what? Because this podcast is so political and so socially driven that what we attack the problems that matter here, hardcore, I figured this is the right platform to address this. So Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and because because those teachers are experiencing such plight and, you know, their pay is so low, Horrible Horror Podcast is gonna do them a favor too. We are. Yeah. We're going to introduce uh, Manscaped to these teachers. What? Yeah. What? Oh, does that mean it's uh, time for <laughs> a corporate show? Oh, yeah. 
You're right, Ted. I do have a price, <laughs> and I hope the price is right. And the price is going to be so nice for the teachers out there who are hurting and who have big hairy bushes. <laughs> They're going to get 20% off their Manscaped order and free shipping if they use the code promo code MoonGoon. That's right. We're saving those teachers money. And it's not just teachers. Anybody out there, you all, all you got to do is go to Manscaped.com. Pick out what you'd like. It might be the performance package. It might be some ball lotion. It might be some lip balm or shampoo and conditioner. All you got to do is go there and put in our promo code, which Aaron said was... Moongoon. That's right. And get 20% off and free shipping of your order. Uh, and I highly recommend you check out their Lawnmower 4.0 Man Groomer. It is amazing. It's great. It handles nicely. It's smooth. Easy to use. It's got... Uh, it's waterproof. Yep. It's uh, got a uh, 460K LED light on it, so you can shave your balls in the dark if you want to. If you're weird. Or you get that taint. You don't have them shadows. It's got additional guard lengths. It's just an absolute wonderful product. I actually used it again last night. I I went t- went to town. Touched it up, huh? Touched it up. Uh, and uh, had a, it's a great. It's great. I love it. I recommend it. Yeah, my boys are still doing good. You All know, right. whenever I use it and. Uh, yeah, man, I like the Weed Whacker. I saw a Marshawn Lynch commercial. I saw a commercial with Marshawn Lynch advertise the Weed Whacker. I'm like, oh, look, <laughs> a fellow Manscaper. A fellow Manscaper. There you go. You can be Manscaped Brothers with Marshawn Lynch now. Yeah, to your ears, to your nose. It's good stuff. <laughs> so check it out. Go to manscaped.com. 20% off when you use the promo code MoonGoon with free shipping. That's right. And that, my friends, is our promo for the week. Booyah. <laughs> for now, anyway. Uh, so, anyway, let's move on. Uh, like I said, this week, uh, we're doing the movie Teacher Shortage. Uh, it was released in 2020, it's, so it's fairly new. It's This is kind of going back to our roots. The last two months, so we've been doing some bigger budget, more known movies, which is fine. But this is uh, going back to our old indie roots. Uh, yeah, and we're talking indie. Indie. Uh, written and directed by Troy Escama. Escamilla. That name sounds familiar. It does sound familiar because he also wrote and directed Party Night and Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus. Uh, this is make, making this his third appearance on the show. So no shit. What was the other one? Party Night. I did we do Party it. Night? We did do Party Night. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so that, that, that puts See, him I in. See, I totally in, <laughs> That puts him in a Hall of Fame uh, category or, or eligibility now. And we did uh, Mrs. Claus with uh, Here Comes the Spooky Podcast. Yeah, so uh, spook. Cincinnati Jeff and uh, Nachos McWerewolf. And I have here for you Uh-oh. from Salsa Von Mummy, a.k.a. Cincinnati Jeff, a.k.a. Your buddy. My buddy. Your birthday present. Oh, yeah. It's a very, my, a very belated it's, it's birthday. It's a belated birthday because belated when birthday. your birthday was going on, I had COVID. Aaron did. He had the vid. He got us all sick. So, so he wants an on-air reaction, on-air to, reaction to, to your birthday present. birthday present. And mm-hmm. I have a feeling I know what this is going to be. And, yep, it's exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> um, a Halloween 3 shirt um, because, well, if you listen to the show, you know how my feelings on Halloween 3 are. But it says, if you think Halloween 3 sucks, and then in tiny, tiny print, it says, it's because Tom Atkins fucked your mother. So a shirt I cannot wear in the house around my daughter. So thank you very much for a Halloween 3 shirt. I'm sure it will get lots and lots of use. <laughs> I'm sure you'll wear it when you see him. I Yes. That's what, that's what a good friend would do. Yes, it is. Too bad I'm a shitty friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gave you your present. You're like, okay, cool. I'm like, thanks. They're usually in front and store. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. 
Jesus, Marshall. <laughs> All right. So teacher shortage. Man, I'm getting some cotton mouth. All right. So let's talk about the cast real quick. Um, we have Catherine, who, even though you never even know her name, but basically um, we have, uh, like I said, her name's Catherine. She's played by Horrible Horror Hall of Famer Brinky Stevens. She's in this movie. Yeah, I saw that, and it was. Um, so I, I didn't know how I was gonna feel about that because her Miss, Mrs. Claus performance was a little. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we only get talk, that. You, get her an unlimited plan because she was phoning it in. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so we don't need to talk. Every we, we've talked about her play in the past. So uh, then we have Linda, played by Tamara Glenn. She's got thirty-two credits, including Freddy's Nightmares. Uh, she was Samantha Thomas in Halloween 5, if anybody remembers who that was. Um, and she's in the upcoming Friday the 13th fan film called Friday the 13th Vengeance 2 Bloodlines. And then we have the bartender, played by Julianne Prescott. She's got 138 credits, tons and tons of indie horror movie movies, such as Motel from Hell, The Butcher 2, Clown Motel, which I think we should do that with Sarah Samples. Uh, Meat Hook Massacre 4. She also appeared on episodes of The Glades and Burn Notice. And she appeared on the show previously. Is She was uh, where she played Elizabeth Flynn in Scarred, a.k.a. Candyland. 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 She Man, was- are you sure she's not the boob tender? <laughs> the boob tender. Because Jesus Christ, those honkers oh, We're going to are... talk about those a lot later. Because <laughs> <laughs> they need to be talked about. They do need to be talked about. They belong in a museum. <laughs> God damn, that's right, they do. Um, Valerie Battles is played by Mel Heflin. Uh, she's got 60 credits. Again, mostly indie horror. She's in movies like Bride of the Werewolf, Swamp Zombies 2, It Kills. Uh, fun fact, she was the voice of Zoe in the Left for Dead movie short. Um, the Italian one, right? Yeah, the Italian yeah, one. She yeah, did yeah. the voice mm-hmm. of it. Uh, and she was Angela in Mrs. Claus. So... There's another connection there. Uh, Lauren Parker, played by Kaylee Williams. This is 68 credits for her. Uh, this marks her fourth appearance on our show. Um, so that me- also means she's now entered a Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame territory. territory. What was, uh, what do you have the, what you? Well, of course I do. All right. She was Heather in Pork Shop 2, Rise of the Rind, and Pork Shop 3. She was Amber in Mrs. Claus. And she's in the upcoming Don't Fuck in the Woods 2, which is still awaiting distribution, but is filmed and ready to I can't fucking wait for Don't Fuck in the Woods 2 to come out. I'm so excited. Me too. Uh, And then lastly, we have uh, Sue Steele, which sounds like such a fucking, like, I don't know. Very 80s sounding? Sue Steele. But like something like, like a... She's like romance novel or some like stupid book character. I was thinking like a uh, 80s female wrestler. Suzanne Steele. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Uh, she's played by Deborah Lamb. Uh, she's got 95 credits, including uncredited roles in Robocop and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Her part was cut from uh, P- Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, but she was in it. Uh, also seemed to do some softcore porn at one time. Was in five episodes of Electric Blue. Which was, uh, you know what that means. Uh, you gonna play some David Bowie? <laughs> oh, no, God damn it! Don't, don't. Just because you say the word blue doesn't mean you have to play that song. Yes, damn it. Does. No, no. Uh, but that was a uh, softcore porn show slash series of movies on the old Playboy Channel back in the eighties. 
She's also in movies like called Strip to Kill 1 and 2, Satan's Princess, Midnight Cabaret, and the G-String Horror Demon Cut. <laughs> Is that a type of underwear like design the demon cut? Yeah. Uh, here's some fun facts about it. It's though. a reverse thong. It's the slim part goes right up the crotch. The demon cut. Uh, fun fact, she's an accomplished dancer and fire eater. That's why a lot of her early credits are dancer, stripper, dancer at a club, and fire girl. And that's why her lips are chapped all fuck. Yeah. Because she's been eating fire. Uh, she also has done dabbled in stand-up comedy. She went to 11 schools in 12 years. She's named after Debbie Reynolds. Went to Beverly Hills High School, which we talked about not that long ago. Was in history class with Rob Lowe. And was a student at the Van Mar Academy of Motion Picture and Television. Was classmates with Tom Lister Jr. and Tracy Lords. Cool. Just some fun facts about her because there's not much else to talk about. <laughs> so I feel like that's such a good resume. She'd be a better actress. You would think so. <laughs> yes. You would think so. It just said she attended. It didn't say she had high marks or was top right. of her class. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Um, let's, let's, uh, go right in. The bell's ringing. Uh, it's time for class. School's in session. Uh, we open in a full high school classroom. All the kids are sitting around talking and gossiping, except for one girl who's slightly overweight and wears glasses. She sits at her desk reading, keeping to herself. This scene lingers on oh like a God. stinky fart from Chipotle that just will not go away. It just goes and goes. Are you calling me out because I just farted in here? Well, I, not really. I didn't but. have Chipotle. <laughs> but, yeah, man, this scene does drag on, like, way too long. And all these students look about 25. Yeah. Most of them look like well, they're not. Yeah, I, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, you know, college. My first thought. I mean, there's one girl who has braces on and stuff. But, yeah, I, I, I guarantee they're all at least 18 or older. But, yeah, you're probably right. Um Eventually, after like what feels like 10 minutes of watching nothing, the teacher comes in and once he sells on the classes, hey, the yearbooks have come, so come on up and get yours. The kids bum rush his desk. They all grab the yearbooks. Like a pack of fucking animals. Rabid dogs. Uh, they return to their desk. They start flipping through it, which that's just a shitty thing to do as a teacher. You don't hand those out at the beginning of class because you, you hand that shit out at the end of the day. <laughs> this is exactly why you don't hand these out at the beginning of class. Because now no one's paying attention. They're all about the yearbook. Now your class, your, your prep and your, your lesson plans are gone to shit. And then you're going to find out one of the girls has her fucking name wrong. Yep, because uh, this one random girl looks back at slightly overweight girl with glasses and goes, ugly skank. And the whole class starts laughing at her and calling her ugly skank. Teacher does nothing about it. Uh, we see in the yearbook that under her picture... Instead of her name are the words Ugly Skank. Yeah. <laughs> what a zinger. Yeah. Uh, side note, I don't know if Aaron picked up on this too, but uh, I guess it's because I'm a, a glutton for these shitty movies and punishment. Uh, I did notice that the picture of the redheaded guy next to Ugly Skank is the same guy who plays the jock character in both Party Night and Mrs. Claus. No shit, I didn't because yeah. it was quick. You know, they didn't linger on it too, too long. Of course, I was reading ugly skank yeah and i only watched this movie once yeah lucky for you <laughs> uh so anyway quote unquote ugly skank girl runs out of the classroom down the hall to a bathroom where she hides in the stall and cries we cut back to the classroom where we see like a different girl like, kind of a the bully girl i guess talking to i, I some she guy, did it her she, boyfriend. she like, pulled the prank yeah. she got the name in there She's like yeah. it was me i did it um the but, ugly skank knows what she did she's an ugly skank it's like there's no 
rhyme or reason. They're just no. being horrible people for the sake of being horrible people. Yeah, you never see any background on this. And she just says, well, there's a lot of people working on your book, so they're never going to be able to track it, trace it back to me. I'm, I'm going to get away clean. We go back to the bathroom where, quote-unquote, Ugly Skank is standing over a sink filled with broken pieces of mirror that we assume she broke because it's just broken glass. Her hands, her hands bleeding, yeah. She picks up one of the larger pieces and uses it to just slit her own throat. She kills herself in the bathroom at school. and That's hardcore, man. That's it. Yeah, that's the opening of the movie. Rose. It's a, hard, it's a hard way, hardcore way to kill yourself. Jagged piece of mirrored glass slitting your throat on the toilet of a bathroom in the high school. Well, she wasn't on the toilet. Well, but yeah, she was in, whatever. Yeah. Come on. Don't. I know what you're saying. Yeah, in the bathroom. Gotta of step on my game, dude. <laughs> Shit. Um, we cut to a few years later, even though they never really tell you this until later. That's a few years later. It's just like, yes. You there, might as well think it's the, like the same day or something like that. They, you, they just cut away. There's a reason I looked into. I actually looked at this and I was like, wait a minute, how? how? <laughs> because one of the teachers talks to one of the students and goes, "Holy girl, your outfit's on fleek." Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, hold on, because the yearbook said 2009, 2010. I was like, was on fleek a thing there? I looked up <laughs> Urgent Dictionary because I was so pissed. Wait, and on the, fleek the, wasn't used until 2014, according to Urban Dictionary. It wasn't uh, canonized. I didn't notice the, uh, the the date on the yearbook. So what year was this? 2009, for? 2010. So this, so it technically, that only took place 10 years ago? That's weird. Well, I mean, well, we still don't know when. Well, well, well hold on. The yearbook was 2010. That means she killed herself in 2010. And, and later on. There's definitely something that tips you off that's at least 2016. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, so we cut. It just uh, we just we know it's a few years later. We never get an exact number or, or year, and they barely even they don't even tell you this till later on. But this is what happens. And we meet two teachers, Mr. Ryan Billings, who's kind of the main guy, who is played by Chris Jennart, who apparently had a small part in Killer Unicorn. Uh, and is the musician and singer who is part of, who is part of and tours with the largest boy band tribute band called Larger Than Life. <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> uh, we also meet a female teacher who has pinkish reddish dyed hair whose name I just don't know, um, and not that it fucking matters. It doesn't matter. But dude, I swear I thought that was Kayla from Miss Claus, the Amazon, oh, the giant it- one. But I don't think it is. It's not. I was kept looking at her, and I tried. Dude, I tried looking up the cast. Don't get me wrong. Not that hard. But, like, looking up the cast while I'm watching on my phone, and it's like they don't list the entire cast in, like, IMDb and stuff. It's like it just gives you, like, a piece. No, you have to click. like. I I know, but it was just like, man, fuck this. Yeah. It was just such a pain in the ass. Um, but it wasn't her. But boy, it was close. Yeah, you're right. She's a thick. She's a thick piece of woman. Um, they chit chat. Billings and says, "Hey, I'm on my way to. I, I guess uh, my teacher review with the principal. He leaves. On his way, he passes another teacher, Linda. Like I said, played by Tamara Glenn. They exchange some pleasantries, and she is never seen again. So seriously, she's never seen again in this movie. And she had like three lines of dialogue on screen for less than two minutes. And this chick." Got third billing in the opening credits, right behind Brinky Stevens, who was top billing, followed by Deborah Lamb, and then this girl who's on screen for less than two minutes with three lines got third billing. That's some crazy fucking shit. It is pretty crazy. That's fucked up. And it's not like she's a big star. I don't know who the fuck she is. <laughs> now, what does she look like again? She's Cause... just the blonde, older blonde lady that he that stops him in the stairwell okay, for a little yeah. bit. Okay, yeah. All right. Um. 
Anyway, so Billions gets to the principal's office where we meet Michael Perry, the principal. Um, they talk about scheduling Ryan's review for Wednesday and then the two of them. And then they're like, okay, we'll get on the books for Wednesday. Yeah, sounds good. All right. And then they just start making out hardcore and heavy. Whoa. Just straight up man French right there. Man on man action. Yep. Hey, uh, right on. Yep. Um, Ryan ends up uh, stopping it, saying, like, hey, we promise to keep things professional here at school. Uh, they make plans for a weekend date. But Ryan tells him that he has this professional development and dinner uh, this weekend with his fellow teachers, which is hosted by fellow teacher Sue Steele. Uh, they kiss some more before it cuts away. We cut to Brinky Stevens, who's sitting in her classroom, meeting with an angry, bitchy parent about her son failing class or something like that. Anyway, this seems fucking pointless, and we just cut to our main group of teachers in a meeting talking about grading policies and school bullshit. And and these scenes go on for a while. Yeah. That Brinky Stevens scene, you know, the talking about the, the these scenes it's it's dragging. This movie right off the bat, yeah, dr- it, it just does. feels like it's just you're just slowly being pulled over rocky terrain by Jason Voorhees and you're just going <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. You just got to deal with it. Yep. Uh, that's yeah, that's a pretty accurate way to describe this. So they're sitting in this meeting. Uh, apparently, this school has only like seven teachers in it because like. Well, this is the English department. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, I, it. I thought like this is all the teachers. It's just the English department. Okay. Um. So all right, well I'll move on then. Uh, Ryan finally enters, takes a seat as one of the teachers, played by Mel Heflin, the girl who licks up the toilet water and fucks a black diddle in front of her sorority sisters and then yeah! uses that black diddle to kill the head sister before hanging herself from a tree in Mrs. Claus. Doing the running That's, man. Yeah. Sorry. She starts talking about how it's the stupid policies and all this that make her want to quit teaching and this is probably going to be her last year in the field. Lauren, then, which is funny, Lauren, the girl she killed with the black dildo in Mrs. Claus, announces that she just got engaged um, so the main way the meeting ends with Sue reminding all of them about the teacher's development dinner at her place tonight, and she expects all of them to be there. We cut back to Brinky Stevens leaving the school. Um, and God, is she looking weird now? She does not look. She's just old. I don't know. Her, I don't know if it's her eyebrows. They're like, look too fake or something. Something's weird about her. Br- I don't know. She just she's looks weird she's just old. You know, I mean, I guess you're... Yeah, but so is Elvira, and Elvira's still smoking. Well, she's a fucking anomaly. <laughs> All right? You can't keep... That's unfair. <laughs> that is unfair to compare just about anyone to Elvira, because she's 70, and I, yeah, I, of course I did it. Yeah! Jesus. She's still hot as hell. That's That's like weird alien <laughs> technology or something she's got going on. Some- that black magic of our devil. Dude, guy. I don't know what it is. She made a deal with the devil, the, the boob devil. The boob too. devil. <laughs> um, anyway, so she, so Brinky's like slowly walking to the parking lot to her car, realizes, oh no, I don't have my keys. I have to go back. So in she goes back to her school. Oh, and we watch her walk all, all the, way the way there way back. and all the way back. Uh, she gets back to her room, finds an apple on her desk that has a picture of her that's been pinned to it by a knife. So it's like somebody stabbed a, her picture into an apple with a large knife. Funny thing about that picture that I noticed is that's the exact same picture I found that we use on our website for her Hall of Fame uh, entry. Like, I've seen that picture before. Marshall, are you <laughs> threatening Brinky Stevens here? Oh, 
Yeah, oh, you man. me. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that. It's the exact same picture that's on our website. That's funny. If you haven't gone to our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. Check it go. out. Ding, ding. <laughs> um, so she looks around the room, sees it's empty. She looks for her keys. Uh, she still can't find them. Um, she opens the door to leave. And that's when suddenly all the lights are out. All the lights go from on to off, and she gets stabbed in the arm by a sharpened wooden ruler. Yeah, this was weird. So she opens the door to leave, and the lights get out, but it's like a blue-red filter. There's blue-red light and kind of a sting. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm going to start saying Azul instead. The Spanish word for blue. If you have an Azul song, you can play that all you want, goddammit. But... Uh, yeah, she opens the door. All of a sudden, the lights change, and there's like a st- like a very, a very much John Carpenter esque musical sting. Like, <laughs> the music isn't bad. This is the one thing I think the movie has going for it. Sorta is sorta. the movie. Uh, pardon me, the music. The music is pretty good. It's synthesizer. It's good. And when the when she opens the door, the lights change, and it kind of reminded me a bit of um, Creep Show. Um, you know, like, uh, the, the different, like whenever the killing was about to happen, it'd get like this crazy colors and like a comic book esque kind of background. Um, but that was an anthology and it was based off a comic book and they would do stuff like this. Now this was that weird choice. I think it was a really strange choice and it it, it, it's just a theme throughout the entire movie. Like whenever the killer is going to come out, the lights change and everything gets weird. That doesn't always get, don't you, I see your fucking (laughs) finger. There's lots of reds. (laughs) <laughs> um, i'm glad you're amused i'm, I'm sure none of our listeners are uh, yeah so she brinky retreats back into her classroom uh, which yeah this is what we're talking about like we, she goes into the classroom and lights are back to normal again it, like some excites still working um yeah she closes the door locks it and she's quiet yeah. she's just like hmm, 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 so, <laughs> After a moment of silence, nothing happens. She opens the door, peeks out, and now all the lights in the hallway are back on. Here's the thing that kind of, like, weirds me out. Okay. She gets opens the door, gets stabbed, is able to close the door just in time and lock it. Bam. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking school doors, and they're usually pretty thick and heavy. So this guy probably isn't going to be kicking the door down or anything like that. And he isn't even trying. No. So she's lit. She's safe as could be in that room. We've already seen her, like in that teacher parent, that teacher conference she was having, oh, of her using yeah. her cell phone and texting people. Why did she just cough her? Why help? didn't she just <laughs> use the fucking phone? That's genius. I can't. Believe I have overlooked that because I was just. I guess I was just too lost in this movie's stupidity with the lighting fiasco that I even think about that. But it was just like, okay, you're locked in, you're safe, and you were just on your phone yeah. a minute. Yeah, call for help. Call the police. Yeah, exactly. Boom. I mean, they didn't even, like, attempt to show it. You know, like, oh, my battery's dead. You know, because I'm going to be like, okay. But this is the fucking, even even if it was 2009, you know, you could still be doing, you'd still be yeah. doing that shit. So. That's, no, that's a, a, a beautiful, I was not ha- not happy with that. Um, Great point, yeah. she should Because she only waits out. about three, not even 30 seconds after being stabbed that she's like, well, I guess he's gone. I'm going to walk <laughs> out the door. Yeah. Uh, she creeps down the hallway stairs and starts to head. Uh, Hoss and starts head down the stairs, but sees her attacker stand there. Not yelling for help, nope. not crying at all. Like, help me, is someone there? No. Nothing like that. She sees the killer, and there's a flash of red. Like, yep. oh, there's a flash of red, so we know that the killer's there. And she runs away, and then everything's back to normal lighting. Yeah, uh, exact. Um, 
Yeah, I just another messed up thing about the zoom is we Brinky, all lights are on. When it comes to the killers, holding the ruler, all the lights are off again, except for some red lighting. And then back to Brinky upstairs, and lights are back on. And I'm like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, it's real weird. Like, I originally uh, was going to have a thing. Like, I thought just like, I didn't know if this was, at this point, I thought it was just shitty continuity. Like, this is just really, really bad. Uh, now I was going to play my amateur clip here, but more as I was going through, like, this is just a weird this is a choice a weird choice they made this yeah. isn't a continuity this is a weird fucking choice um brink goes into the men's bathroom hides in a stall we go back to the killer walking uh where and we see him wearing like a graduation gown bathed in red light uh someone enters the bathroom shakes the door to her stall and then just leaves and it turns it's just a janitor i wish and i want to see this is such a like cliche scene it's like you're hiding in the toilet stall you're sitting on the toilet so you can't see your feet and the, somebody walks up to one stall and like you see the feet underneath the stall always mm. always yeah. always i would love it to stop and then one next door get inside and be like drop their pants <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> and the person like like holding their nose, still trying to be quiet. Come on, I can't believe no one's done that. Yeah, I, I'm sure someone's done that somewhere. Probably like one of the spoof movies that maybe, but yeah, exactly. It seems like such a layup. Yeah, I can't. Well, let me put it this way: I can't believe I haven't seen it. Yeah, I think that's yeah, probably. Yeah. I agree. Like, I'm tired of the whole you know person comes in, shakes the one door, I'm like, oh, I guess we'll just leave now. Like, not like. Figuring out why this one, why is this one door locked? Yeah, and or it's, it's if you're in there peeing in another stall or shitting somewhere else. It's the and ja- just walking out. And then back to the movie. Of course, it was it's the janitor, right? Right. So the janitor, he he comes in and he shakes the door and it's locked. He's shaking it and shaking it and it's locked. He didn't. He doesn't say anything like God damn it, you know, stupid kids or like yeah, because he's got to get in there. He's got to clean. He's got to do his fucking job. Yeah, the thing is, he doesn't even do that. He walks in, walks right up to her door, shakes Chase the shit it. out, and turns on just leaves. And the bathroom and just pushes his mop bucket away. He doesn't even go in there to clean. He's like, hey, is there anybody in here? I need to unlock this door. He doesn't try in the other stalls. It's her door. It's locked. He leaves and just gone. He doesn't come back in to clean. He just fucking leaves. So why was he even in there in the first place shaking the stall door? Here's a funny thing. When he, when he walks out and he's pushing his mop bucket on out, he didn't bring his mop bucket into the fucking thing. No, he didn't. No, he just, he just magically in. has his mop bucket yeah, now. He just walks in, <laughs> shakes the door, and walks out. That's all he does. And, and magically then has a mop bucket. <laughs> yeah. It just, what's, yeah, it's pretty pointless. And, and yeah, it's dumb. So um, we follow the janitor, and he spots some blood on the floor. This is another thing that pisses me the fuck off right here. He sees blood on the floor. He bends over, wipes his fingers through it, then rubs his fingers together while smelling the blood and says, damn messy kids. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Like, why does he think it's like ketchup or something? Are you, what the fuck? Everyone knows what blood is when you see it. He even touches it and still doesn't figure out it's blood. I'm so this you're you're talking about cliches. I'm sick of this cliche. Like you don't like to see blood like oh messy kids uh 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 and like just walk away like nothing's happened. You see that oh shit that's blood on floor. It's fresh blood. Someone's hurt. I didn't mind it because it was like a small drop. It could be. Like it was a, not that small of a drop. It was like a puddle. It was not a puddle. It was a small drop. It was more than it was. Not small, but it wasn't a big puddle, but it was more than a drop. It was a drop of blood. I'm not going to freak out about it. I was. It was more than a drop. Some uh, girl forgot to use a tampon, oh! Marshall. 
There could just be a couple drops on the floor. Oh, it's not like there. it's going to tip you off that there's a murder happening. Oh, he went there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Texas. It's hot. You got short skirt on. You forget to use the tampon. You got a, you're a heavy flower. You know, oh. yeah, you could have a couple drippy droppies. <laughs> Poor girl. Oh, God. That makes you even sicker that he smelled it then. It's good for him, man. Yeah. <laughs> kind of jealous. Uh, God, do we have a talk off air? No, or <laughs> just try. Just go for the gross out factor. Just trying to be gross. Um, anyway, I think I did it. So, oh, I lied, but that joke doesn't work anymore. So we'll move on. Uh, Brinky exits the bathroom, and as soon as she opens the door, she gets gets instantly killed. By getting stabbed in the mouth by the sharpened wooden ruler. And we get like a purpley, ready light flash again. Um, eh. Yeah. Eh. Um, yes! Yeah. It's red <laughs> and maybe another color. No, it's uh, not. It's more <laughs> of a purpley red. Yeah, but what colors make purple? Red oh, and... Oh, Jesus Christ. And... Azul. <laughs> Um, I don't like this threat, Marshall. I don't like <laughs> I don't like doing this under duress. Um, yeah, she opens door, bam, wooden ruler shoved down her throat. She's fucking dead. Um, and she has this ridiculous look on her face when she dies, too. It's almost comical the way she's moving her eyes. I'm sorry. Like, it's, I can't do it. You can't see what I'm doing, obviously. But it's really freaking silly looking. Uh, and, and there goes Brinky Stevens. Yep. Again, top billing in the movie for less than five minutes has all of, like, Three lines when she's talking to an angry parent. Killed dead within the first 10 minutes of the movie. Top billing. Like, Jesus Christ. Must be nice to, you know, have that rest of your laurels from a not. Yes, yeah, a long career, but are we really going to call it a great career? Like, outside of indie horror, do people, like, nobody knows who you are. Why is she getting top fucking billing over the people who are in, like, the entire movie? I don't know, man. Sorority, sli- sorority babes in a slime ball bowl of rama. <laughs> Sits high on my shelf of horror movies. <laughs> um, all right, so we cut back. We cut to Sue Steele's house where she's preparing for her big dinner. Uh, her husband leaves for his bowling league night, uh, so he's out of the picture. He's he's gone. Um, as John, one of the other male teachers, arrives a little early, uh, John's kind of like the grumpy teacher who 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 hates how pussified kids and parents have become nowadays and i kind of like john yeah because he's about our age (laughs) (laughs) that's why he like him uh we cut to valerie now i said played by mel heflin uh she's getting out of the shower she wraps herself in a towel uh she gets a phone call from her boyfriend which isn't important then gets dressed uh for the dinner uh and that's when she hears her car alarm going off in her garage she goes to turn it off uh then heads to the kitchen and takes a shot uh, and yeah, and this 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 shot here, when she takes the shot, it's uh, it reminds me so much of Vince Gillian and like Breaking Bad because the sh- the camera is through the bottom of yes. the shot glass. You see the drink be poured in, and then she takes it and she see all the drink. You see all the journey all the way from the counter all the way to her big old lips, and then downing that shot of like I guess shot, vodka. Shot, yeah, shot, 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 shot. there we go. That's there much go. better than you know <laughs> other songs you play. <laughs> Um, so yeah, 
Yeah, I will say that that one. That was a cool. Camera angle was, was, so was so I'm scene. kind of starting to see him flexing his uh, you know like uh, cinematography muscles here a little bit. You know we got we get, even though we don't agree with the choices of the lighting cues whenever the killer comes out, it's a choice. It's a it's it's a cinematograph cinematography esque choice. Um, and the, the uh, that has the, nothing to do with cinematography. That's just the weird lighting choice. Well, but yeah, fair enough. Come on, man, come with me. And, <laughs> And then the, the the following the shot with the camera, you know, yeah. I'm like, okay, we're we might be in tune for some kind of cool uh, camera work here. All right, um, confused and a little concerned, hearing the car alarm go off again, she goes back out to the garage to check on her car. Her Kia Soul is fucking up. Uh, she turns off the alarm. She walks up to the car to look inside, not seeing anything uh, suspicious. She turns around to go back inside, and that's when the killer pops up uh, in front of her, armed with a pair of scissors. Um, again, we, I. I, I wish the to bullshit God, lighting goes on here. I wish to God it was a big black dildo. <laughs> so we could have that Mrs. Claus <laughs> that connection. Man, that'd be so awesome. That would have been hilarious if it was a big black dildo. Um, so, uh, okay, I talk more about the lights, but we're going to move on from there. Um, I did make a joke about I thought the cure was a mutant with the power control light switches at will, um, or that he's the killer from Dead by Daylight because all you see is a red light on him everywhere he goes. But we'll move on because it's a choice they made. Uh, anyway, Valerie ends up, she, she scrambles into the car where she thinks it's going to be safe inside. But the cure just opens the back door and like, stabs her to death in the back seat. Yeah, now this is where a little bit of continuity gets a little screwed up with the choice. Because it's all bathed in red and red light. And then when he goes to stab her, they show the, the scissors going into her body and it's regular lighting. You can see the white dress with the like yes. flower, fl- flower print. So it's no longer red. And then it cuts back to red. And then it, then it cuts to her face and she's in red. But when they go back to the stab, it's in regular it's in regular lighting. I guess because they want to show, show the, the red blood, blood but, on the but white it's, dress. But it's really distracting. It is. It's really distracting. These different flashes of light that are happening. It's like, blah, 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 what's happening? You know, it, I it, think the whole choice is distracting throughout the whole film. This weird, I, I totally agree. It's yeah, a, to me, and, it's a terrible idea. And if it's done right, Creep Show, for example, nails it. They fucking kill it with that type of stuff. It's cool. It can be fun, but this isn't, and because it, it's like you got to be a little campy, a little fun. It's a little, maybe a little more, you know, not necessarily hokey, but. Um, more fun, I yeah. guess you could you could do that. But this movie has zero humor in it, like no levity. It point. is it so is, dry. Zero humor in this yeah. movie. Yeah, um, that is a great point. I forgot. I didn't it can it can out. be done, but when you're making a somewhat serious or you know no, non humor horror movie, you, you can't. It's it's yeah, weird like to a do movie that. Like this called Teacher Shortage. Like this movie is begging for like some campy yes. humor and cheese. Yes, uh, and they. I think they had a great opportunity to do that. They just, yeah, I do. They went real, real serious, and there's no humor in this. There's, I don't think there's a single joke in this whole movie. Um, there's a couple things I laughed at. Yeah, <laughs> but unintentionally. Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah, and the killer just opens the back door, stabs her in the back seat. She's dead. Uh, we cut back to Sue's house um, and the big dinner. All of our teacher characters are sitting around the table now drinking red wine. That's really obviously like red Kool-Aid or Hawaiian punch. Yeah, it, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, what the fuck kind of wine are they drinking? Yeah, that ain't wine. <laughs> no. That ain't wine at all. Um, uh, we learned that Ryan is a newbie first-year teacher. Uh, Sue wants everyone to go around the table and say why they all got into teaching. Uh, and they, they do. And, again, these this whole dinner 
scene again is just oh, so drags on and on, and it doesn't have it doesn't tie anything into the story. It doesn't. It doesn't tie anything into the story. And it, it, it's not even character development. Mm-mm. It's just we're just watching people bitch or you know roll their eyes at this you know party they're going to be at. We don't get any insight to their character or why they, they why why they became teachers even mattered the, oh, or even re- yeah. any red herring stuff. No no like leads. Ooh maybe they're the killer. Oh maybe they have an issue. No. no nothing. It doesn't have anything whatsoever. To do with the the, the the killer and the story of the ho- the horror story that we're trying to watch, thousand percent. Um, it's it's oh. the, yeah. It, it's it's just here for filler. The pad, the runtime. I guess. Yes. The closest thing to any kind of character development we get, I mean, it's not even development. It's just the girl with the reddish pinkish dye job. Dye. I just call her dye job. All we learn about her is that she's kind of like the a younger but overly chipper super teacher like i love teaching i this is great blah 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 blah, blah. the perky i i'm a one uh, teaching teaching teach and then who, the guy i'm about to brant is kind of like uh again he's a younger guy probably he's supposed to be in his late 20s early 30s uh he's he's, he's kind of like the all we get from him is he's the lazy teacher who only got into teaching because of summer vacation and he's a cool guy he's the cool he's, guy, he's cool I guy want the teacher. kids to think i'm cool but I really, I'm really only here for you know my summer vacation time off. Not, uh, not a bad move. Not a bad, yeah. So that's really all you get for character. And then John's the gruffy, older, burnt out teachers, like yeah. Um. So, anyway, uh, Lauren, like I said, is, uh, Kaylee Williams or Lauren wonders at this point why Valerie isn't here yet. Like maybe I should call her, but they don't. So, again, they never even mentioned. That's the one yeah. other time, like. She even comes like, Valerie's not here, guys. She's late. Maybe she should call her. Nope, no. Okay. Never again do they question, where's the Valley? Why is she not here yet? They sit around and talk for a while, and I do mean a while. Uh, John and uh, Brant, uh, they end up talking about how horny all the female teachers are at their school and like how easy it is to, to fuck them and like the, how the librarian's all hot and horny. And you can just, it, it's a weird. I think this is supposed to be their one attempt at humor and just written. It's written really bad, and the acting delivers it. It's even executed worse. even poor. Yeah, you know, it'd be funny to like do some jokes about how hot female teachers are fucking their students. That's a great <laughs> time to slip in those jokes because you see that happen a lot. You know, and where does it happen a lot of it? Texas and Florida. You know? <laughs> so, dude, it's 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 so weird when you see hot teachers fucking like fifteen year old students. Yeah, and I'm just like, God. Damn it! Where were those teachers I when know, I was a kid? Exactly, like damn Jesus. It. I'd even take an overweight fifty-year-old, but I just needed to fuck anything that moved when I was fifteen. Where were you? Yep. You let me down. They're apparently all in Texas and Florida. I guess so. <laughs> um, so Sue brings out the first course salad, and I at this point I had to mention because we've talked about the weird lighting choices so far in this movie, but this isn't lighting. Sue for some reason <laughs> looks like a fucking oompa loompa. She's just orange her it's it's not her whole body it's like just her face is orange it's you can see distinct her neck is white hands are white her face orange and she's the only one that is this and i it's wildly distracting so melissa would talk about how that foundation is not blended it's not the appropriate skin color for her it doesn't it's not blended correctly and yeah uh former leader of the free world donald trump also did the same thing yeah had that orange fucking face yeah face yeah like it's so weird like why would you do that you would think you have a makeup artist on set or in the care like wouldn't somebody catch this like dude why are you a 
fucking orange. Maybe she's a hardcore Republican and just wants to celebrate. <laughs> she, I, maybe. I don't know, man. It's so distracting. So weird. Uh, John gets up to go smoke, but Sue wants him to stay and play a team-building bingo game. John, at this point, says, I'm retiring soon, so fuck your team-building. It goes outside to smoke. That's probably the best line in the movie. Yeah, but it's not even like like funny, funny. It's just kind of like, oh, he's, he's an asshole, but yeah. like I get it, you know. So you're kind of like, okay, but that's there's no humor. No, and I think this is supposed to be a funny moment because she's her her bingo is based off of like literary terms. Yes, it's literary term bingo. Yeah, so it's it, that's supposed to be the joke, and it's just it so, so, goes over as well as a Chipotle fart. Yep. <laughs> Bringing it back to Marshall's weird comment earlier. There we go. Um, so while outside smoking, John starts hearing shit like someone lurking in the bushes or something. He goes out, have a look, but and as soon as he starts to walk around, he's just instantly drunk. Inside the house, he's fine. When he's smoking, he's fine. But as soon as he takes a step to go look around, he's instantly stumbling and drunk. Yeah, he is a lightweight. Yeah. Unless he was doing a little bit of pre-gaming. Uh, not finding anyone, he goes back inside, takes a swig from a wine bottle. He says, it's time for him to blow this joint. Um, accompanied by the mimicking of sucking a dick gesture he does. Uh, Sue refuses to let him drive home after drinking and forces him to go sleep it off in the guest bedroom. Before he goes, he grabs a bottle of red tail wine and or yellow tail, yellow tail, which is like gas station wine. Yeah, it's gas station wine. And takes the bottle with him to the bedroom. So John enters the guest bedroom, lies down on the bed, and pretty much instantly gets the old Kevin Bacon treatment that being impaled from up underneath the bed by a machete through the stomach, John's dead. That's his death. Done. <laughs> <laughs> um, doesn't look good. I mean, it, it's no, it looks it's, horrible. It's bad because done. it's 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 they just splatter blood on his face. They show they have a close up of them stabbing obviously something else. Yeah, and wiggling around. He's like, ah, 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 there. Mm-hmm. yellow tail, yellow tail. <laughs> Uh, we go back to the rest of the group sitting around the table. Everyone decides to call it a night at this point. Uh, Ryan gets a call from Principal Ass Pounder telling him to meet him at the small local bar nearby. That's homophobic, Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Principal Ass Pounder? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, am I wrong? You should apologize. I'm sorry? I guess. I don't know. For... <laughs> <laughs> stating a fact? I don't well, I mean, know. I don't know. It was just weird. All right. Anyway, you just, I'm not, he's gay. He he talks about fucking Ryan. And yeah, I mean, he's an ass pounder. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And okay. he literally says that. <laughs> so, um, anyway, um, so yeah. So Brant and Lauren leave the house together. Brant asks her if she'd like to hang out with him for a bit longer. The two of them go to have drinks in his car. Inside, Sue asks a teacher a die job to go check on John while she chit-chats with Ryan before he leaves. Meanwhile, Brent and Lauren are chugging vodka straight from the bottle while talking and starting to bond a little bit here and there. Yeah, he, he invites her into his car for drinks. Yeah, for drinks. He's like, I got drinks in the car. I'm like, what the fuck? He got like a little <laughs> bar set up. I'm expecting to see like something flip down. or Like, like the James Bypers, the, yes. the bar flips out of the glove box. Yes, or maybe have like... The, the, the drinks in a can, like a Moscow mule in a can or like a rum and coke in a can. No, nope. He's got a bottle. giant bottle of three olives, yeah. vodka, <laughs> and they're just they're pulling, taking pulls off the giant bottle of vodka. Yep. Classy motherfucker right there. Yeah, it is. Um, 
So, dude, that's that shit didn't even work in college. You know, <laughs> how's this gonna work as an adult? <laughs> but it works. Um, we cut to die job taking a piss with someone banging on her bathroom door, and she sounds like she's fucking draining a hose. <laughs> Jesus Christ, her pisses. The gaffer was having fun with that one. <laughs> It's so the Foley artist. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Just, just fill in a fucking pool. <laughs> you got a heavy stream that one. Um, again, it's kind of a pointless scene because nothing comes of this. So I don't know why they threw it in there. So we get a gag from here and her pee. Yeah, like a fucking horse. Uh, we cut away again to Ryan uh, hugging Sue and saying goodnight, and he leaves. Die job, done pissing. Goes to the guest bedroom. And as soon as she opens the door, uh, we get the same, same old shit. Um, the red light. The red light. Um, and then uh, the get the killer pops, like, runs up behind her, stabs her through the ear with, like, a stick or something. I don't know. Can't really tell because it's so close it's up. It's so close up, yeah. Uh, and he wedges the stick in there so far and hard that it punctures through. Her soft, soft, wet eye hole. Yeah, it does. Popping out her eyeball. Um, and we also see for the first time, besides the gad- graduation gown, the killer wears like this, these long black gloves that seem to go all the way up to his elbow or something underneath the gown. And this crappy, like white mask with black horns, like a white. De- I don't even know. Yeah, but it's, it's still very sick. Like, you can't really quite get the details of it. But you're right. Yeah. It's like a white mask. It looks like there's horns on it. There's definitely horns. And he, white he's mask wearing black horns. Yeah, he's wearing his breakfast at Tiffany gloves. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, and, and he, he has his hand over her mouth, which I liked. Mm-hmm. I was happy about that because she does like, you know, because Brinky Stevens didn't scream. Mm-mm. You know, uh, old boy didn't really scream. Um, Brinky could, you know. really couldn't have screamed. Oh, that's true. Could, you know, but John should have yeah. screamed. That would, he would not have yeah. died instantly from getting stabbed. That would be like, ah! Oh my God! Yeah, exactly. He should have yeah. screamed his ass off on that one, but did not. He was drunk. Yeah, but still, I'm thinking. Yeah. Even I don't care how drunk. I'm still probably going to mm. scream my ass off. I'm going to get stabbed to the stomach. Sober me up pretty quick. Yeah, with a machete. Um, so we cut back outside where Brant is now getting a blowjob from Lauren, Hey-oh. who remember just about 15 minutes ago in the mean announced that she's fucking engaged. But. Dude, a couple pulls of old three olives and uh, Apparently that ring came right off. Yeah, man, just look, need to slob a little knob. Uh, Brent finishes in her mouth, which she seems totally okay with, by the way. Uh, but as soon as she swallows, then the feelings of guilt instantly hit her, and she can't believe she did what she did because she's just got engaged. So wait a minute, you 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 have girls that are repulsed when you come in their mouth? No. Okay. Well, yeah, she's at all. She's a pro, man. I'm not saying she's. I'm saying it's funny that. Okay. Here, my point is that. Okay. Of, she starts crying a bit, feeling all terrible about what she did. But I'm like, fuck this bitch. Because here's what I'm saying: you had plenty of time to stop sucking that dick, but you didn't. I love like this. Is what I'm saying: she she didn't feel guilty or bad till after she had done swallowed in his load, but not during the whole time she had the cock in the mouth. Even though she's just got engaged to her man. Well, you know what his load is flavored with, right? Uh, Regret. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, here's the thing. Um, I bet she loved it because uh, he was just, he was so smooth and well kept. 
um, because Brant uses the lawnmower 4.0 by Manscaped. And he probably uses some of that uh, crop preserver, yep. you know, keeping or, his boy smelling good. That's right. Order yours today at manscaped.com and get 20, 20% off and free shipping. Unlike her lazy, hairy fiance, Jeremy, don't be a Jeremy. Be a brand. Get, get a blowjob in a car. Get your lawnmower 4.0 today. Oh, that gets three. <laughs> it's three. Wow. Um, so, um, <laughs> uh, Brant comforts her a bit and offers to drive her home, but she, and she's like, oh, okay, fine, drive me home, whatever. Back inside, Sue drinks some more wine, hears shattering glass sounds, gets up to go investigate. Okay, we're also talked about the lighting. Yeah. Can we talk about the lighting in the fucking house and how it's been almost a goddamn cave mm-hmm. ever since the goddamn movie started? Almost yeah. all the lights are out as soon as the first guest arrives. I mean, there it's so dark. Yeah, it's so it's like, it's not like mood lighting. It's like they just have half more than half the lights out in the house. It's like they're getting ready for bed, you know. And you turn off most yeah. of the lights, but you need one or two on to kind of like clean up or do whatever you need to. But like it's like that the entire time. Yeah, you'd think that it's almost like they're about to start an orgy in there. It's just mood lighting. Like, you, but not even mood lighting. No. It's not even moody. It's, right. it's, it's, just it's, dark. it's just dark. It's like, oh shit, well I still gotta feed the cat so I'm gonna leave that light on for a little bit <laughs> you know, while I go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's another good point. Yeah, it, it is surprisingly dark for a dinner party. Um, So she calls out for John and Die Job, whose name at this point I finally learned is Alice. But, you know, like I said, it, this well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Right. Uh, she breaks or she sees a broken glass on floor. She grabs the broom, cleans it up. And while she does that, the killer replaces the papers she was reviewing with a copy of the yearbook we saw in the opening of the movie. She looks at she gets back to her paper. She looks at it and sees a bloody handprint. On the page, it has Ugly Skank's picture on it. Um, and that's when the lights go out. Um, also, um, f- so, uh, I think I had a side note on this one, too. But um, as I mentioned, the, the picture earlier, the picture to the the right of her is the redheaded guy from Mrs. Claus and Party Night. But and then I noticed the picture on the left is the Asian girl from Party Night, too. <laughs> She's on, it's the Asian girl from yeah, Party Night is also okay. in there as well. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, this is the point. All the lights go out and the red lights come back on. She drops the book, rushes awkwardly down the hall. Real awkwardly. Real awkward. She looks like my toddler when she's just, like, excited. <laughs> learning. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just a problem. I, it, I get at some point, it, these people, you're trying to get some kind, I guess, name recognition with, like, brinky scenes, but at some point, you can't. I mean, this is kind of what happened, I guess, when you're catching, like, 80-year-old actresses trying to have them be physical and do stuff. Like, just stop. Yeah, but you can don't still move quickly. Yeah. You, know, just, you don't have to run like a toddler. Just just move quickly from one point to another point, you know. Uh, so, she uh, <clears throat> she spins around. <clears throat> so, sorry. She's rushing down the hall, calling for the other. She spins around and is face-to-face with the killer, who swipes at her, again, with, with something, but I don't know what. Mrs. Sue runs away back down the hall. She runs into the guest room where she sees the dead bodies of John and Die Job lying on the bed. With a red flash. Red flash. Uh, she she turns to run, but runs right into the killer, who just stabs her in the chest with I don't know what. But it's small and skinny, kind of like my dick. Oh! That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Brings yeah, a whole, whole new term to Marshall stabbing his wife. <laughs> I don't know what he kills her with. It's just so – it's almost like a pencil. Like It's like it's the size of a pencil. It's, it's like, an it's, ice pick. Maybe – an ice pick's bigger than that thing. You know what it kind of looks like? It only it's, – it's a little longer. It doesn't have the, the – it looks like one of those like uh, like a meat thermometer. Like it, it's like that skinny, long and skinny like a meat – but this doesn't have the thermometer head on the top of it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just – it's a weird fucking weapon choice, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, and those long, skinny, like, puncture, we- like an ice pick-esque type of yeah, but puncture. I, you have to go to fucking town. Yeah. You know, it's not just one and done unless you hit the sweet spot, and it has to be a sweet fucking spot. You know, it's not like, because he's he like, stabs her, and she's dead. Yeah, I, it's so, again, another shitty fucking kill. Uh, we go back to Brant driving uh, Lauren home, and she gets a text from her fiancé saying that uh, he's basically getting off work early and he's on his way home. She freaks out about this. All of a sudden, like, no, my God, you, you, you got to take me back to my car right now. Uh, he's on his way home. Uh, I got to get my car. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I don't, whatever. So it's just a lame excuse to get him back to the house. And Brand's like, fine, whatever. So he takes her back to Sue's house. Um, Lauren gets out of Brand's car. He drives away. Lauren goes to her car and for some reason goes to the passenger side of the car instead of the driver's side, which is an odd choice. I don't know if that is about but oh no she drops her keys and as soon as she stands back up from picking them up she gets stabbed through the back with a pitchfork a pitchfork a fucking pitchfork now which is again based on all the other murder weapons we've like, seen huh yeah yeah what, what? it's like no it says which one of these things does not belong here that would be it right there a yeah pitchfork. It's, it's it's like where where did he get a pitchfork from? Yes. You can understand the other weapons because they're pretty small, and you can maybe have them on your person. Yes. But a goddamn pitchfork mm-hmm. is, like, you know, five feet tall at minimum. Yeah, and there's not like they're out in the, the – they're not out in farmland or farm. Or they're in the farm. burbs. They're in the fucking burbs, suburbs. Yeah, suburban area. But, yeah, fucking pitchfork. She gets stabbed through the back, coughs up some mouth blood. We yeah, haven't we done get, that in a long we get, time. We get red light, flash of the pitchfork, and then all normal lighting of her throwing up mouth blood. And then back to, you know, red light, and then back to normal light. Yeah. It's like, bang, it's, bang, 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 bang. It's just nauseatingly annoying bad. It's, and it's like uh, discombobulating. Like, yes. It's, like, it's just too much. It's like, it's, pick one and it, stick it, with it. Yeah, it's discombobulating is a perfect way. If they just left it red the whole time during the killing scene, all right, fine. But when you're flipping back and forth, it's really distracting. Yeah, I it sucks. Uh, we cut back to the little local bar where Ryan is sitting uh, at the bar waiting for principal ass pounder, Michael. What's the, sorry, Michael. <laughs> uh, Michael enters, joins Ryan at the bar, apologizes for being late, but he says like, I was working the basketball game and a fight broke out. Blah, Honestly, blah, blah. I kind of like principal ass pounder. That's pretty funny. <laughs> he did talk about pounding ass. So I'm like, all right, that's pretty funny. Uh, and this is where you can tell that it was to at least 2016. Yes. Because, um, well, I think I have it later, but if you're talking about the de- the, the decor of the bar, yes, because they have uh, Trump stickers, Trump stickers, they have a Ted Cruz sign, Texas was with Ted Cruz sign, they have Confederate flags up. That that could be any time period. <laughs> that could be any time period. But yes, the te- the the Trump Ted Cruz signs yeah. are very noticeable. Definitely the, the Trump one because Trump was uh, like you know 2016. So I'm like, okay, it's at least 2016. So that gives me at least some sort of time. Yeah, I could still be modern day Texas. There are Republicans down there. They could still be behind Trump. Who knows? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, it's been at least 2016 because no one had a Trump sticker before 2016. That's you know? true. Yeah. 
Um, so at this point, we talk get to the bartender, and this is where I say we have to talk about the bartender because she is by far the hottest girl in this movie, and goddamn her tits a sight to fucking behold. Those beautiful boobs can be used as a life-saving flotation device, and I just want to live in her cleavage. I think they could bring people back from the dead. I th- they are that magical. It's it's incredible, and she's got this like. Uh, the movie Clue, she's got this, like, Mrs. White Mrs. kind White. of haircut, yeah. you know? It's just, like, all black, straight, but, like, a bob with, like, a, the, the window cut, like, the bangs kind of. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, it's doing it for me. <laughs> she's, like, real, like, alabaster skin with these tats and everything. Oh, yeah, she's tatted up. I'm just and, like, dude. And she's, she's wearing just, like, this black bra with, like, a little white wife beater tank top, and it just, their tits are overflowing. I'm just like, Just oh, overflowing. I'm like, God Bless America. I'm mm-hmm. so glad there's people like that out there. <laughs> I'm just so happy. I'm like, oh, you make me want to drink at that Republican bar. <laughs> <laughs> Politics be damned. I'm going. Dude, yep. that place is Kitties awesome. are bipartisan. Absolutely, bi- man. Bi- I think that's something that can, that can uh, you know, breach the divide. Titties, I've said it before on the show. Titties will bring the world together. Yes. And, people and, will come together over titties. And, and they will. Oh, my goodness. Those are fantastic. Yep. The power of tits, man. Grand old party. Mm-hmm. Right on. <laughs> um, so we find out that sexy tattooed bartenders also get this guy's an elementary school teacher who bartends as a side hustle to make ends meet because her teaching job doesn't pay enough. Um, so that's damn, like the one. That was your teacher in grade school. <laughs> grade school would be a waste. In high school, I, it would be a dream. I would. I, I would have failed. I, I don't think I would have heard a word she said. I'd have been just staring at them tits all day, every day. I'm like, I got what? <laughs> What's do when? It's it's they're they're fantastic, <laughs> but this is the one time in the whole movie they 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 just flirt with the notation of teacher shortage and like her having to get a second job I actually, and, and yeah. low pay. And this is like the one time they they kind of touch on this subject which which is very topical right now yeah. and it's a new movie so you think it was it would be they yeah. would they, they would they would at least dip their toe a little bit deeper into this pool than just you know flirt with it yeah uh i had some notes in here i'm not i'm trying to scan them but they're but i do have notes about this most of the writers movies pretty bad and that's probably why they didn't get too deep into it but it is the most pertinent and, and meaningful part of this movie this dialogue when they're talking about how she has like, she has to do this job basically to make it pay otherwise she'd be living paycheck to paycheck that she doesn't make enough teaching and that people who bartend here full time make more money than she does teaching um and, and yeah there could be at least a touch of social commentary i mean yeah. you don't have to get all fucking weird and- well i think this is just a, a, mm-hmm. a touch like it's the smallest possible touch you could have and still call it a touch i think but they at least try to mention it, so I'm like, okay, that's good. I'm o- I'm okay with that. Um, so Ryan and Michael at this point, they're talking about their relationship. Michael um, seems to want to keep things on the down low, however, but Ryan doesn't want to have to do that anymore. He wants to be open by relationship, uh, but they can't do that unless one of them left their school, and that's not fair to either one of them. Uh, Michael's like, hey, whoa, you're putting the cart before the horse there. I like you a lot. Uh, but let's pull the range. But hey, yeah. the schools, but the schools are also becoming more open about this kind of thing as well. 
Um, anyway, they talk about this for a while. They end up kissing some more, but they get interrupted when Brant enters the bar. I did like that scene. That's actually one of my more favorite scenes in the whole movie. Is there like the the teacher and principal scenes? Mm-hmm. The probably the best scenes in the movie, honestly, as far as like dialogue spoken back and forth. It feels a little more natural. Little, the, act, yeah. the acting's a little more smooth. It's not as like. Hi, my name is Brinky Stevens. I'm your teacher. You yeah. know, it's not it's not so rough. It's pretty smooth. And, and it, yeah, the thing on. I like is I could totally relate to the principal. Like, I've had girlfriends be like, where is this going? It's like, girl, we've been fucking for like three weeks. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Calm down. Well, I can't keep doing this. Like, fine. I'm going to keep drinking. You know, so I, I can kind of relate to him. Like, whoa, 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 slow your roll there. <laughs> you know, you're not the fucking queen. Let's let's calm down. Jesus. Yeah, I find it weird. Like, you're kind of right. Like, the, the scenes between Michael and Ryan are probably some of the better scenes in the movie. I still think the bartender is the best actress. She's by far. And it's not just the tits. My Oh, bullshit. It's just her tits. She's not that great actress. <laughs> no, I'm, and that's saying about this movie because everybody else sucks. But it's it also point my point out that the people like Brinky, who, well, she barely talks. But Deborah Lamb, Sue Steele, who have like over like hundreds of credits and all this vast are still like terrible actors on screen. She was terrible in this movie. I wonder because this this we had the same issue with Mrs. Claus. I wonder if the director had the balls or the courage to to say, to say hey, you're sucked. You, you, you got to do it like this. You got to bring it up. Bring it up a notch. Give me another take. You know, like. I wonder if they're if they're just like, ooh, it's um, dealing with Brinker Stevens. Oh my god, she's you know. a minor, I, minor, yeah, she's minor, <laughs> she's kind of famous. Yeah, like, she's C list celebrity. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> um, so I, I'm I'm curious if that was the. That's issue. an interesting. I didn't think about it that way, but it, it, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, um, it's a possibility. Um, Brant and Ed jo- joins them at the bar. They all share some drinks. Then Michael excuses himself and he leaves. Ryan and Brant hang out. They talk over beers. Um, and this is a fun conversation because this is interesting. Yes. This conversation is where we learn that this movie is in the same cinematic universe as Mrs. Claus. Like down the street, right, too. Because, yeah, because <laughs> Brant actually talks about the events of Mrs. Claus happening while he was in college. The same college where Mrs. Claus happened and that he was on the football team with one of the guys who got murdered. That being the redheaded guy who we saw in the yearbook, he even mentions that the girl who survived the murders was found and murdered herself a year later. Um, I'm like, okay, interesting. And the music totally changes. Yes, it's like it's in the ba- it's they're in the bar and the background music's going. It's like some country music or something like that. And then all of a sudden, we start talking about. The, the Mrs. Claus murders, it's like goes to that John Carpenter-esque synthesizer. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, this, we have to pay attention yes. to this. Oh, this is the Mrs. Claus murders. Yes. That's awesome. It's crazy. So, yeah, we now have a Troy S. Camilla cinematic universe where these movies are connected. But makes me wonder then if Mrs. Claus and this movie are connected, how is Party Night connected? Is it the same high school that the that the kids were at that went to prom? If that's the case, how is the did the redheaded guy, Jock guy, have a twin brother that was murdered in both movies? Yeah. Because he's in both those, he gets killed in both those. He's in the yearbook of this movie. This is a tangled web. I'm very fascinated by all of a sudden. I want to go down this rabbit hole <laughs> of this weird, shitty, independent cinematic universe now and see how everything's connected. <laughs> so, um. 
where was it? Um, anyway, it's it's a pretty good conversation between them and the bar, and and then they this is where they talk more about uh, the teaching problems, and this is it's a, again one of the better conversations how teachers in society and they vastly underpaid and underappreciated, and blah blah blah, but it's it's not bad. So this point, the bartender uh, heads to the back. She's like, I'm going to the back. Sorry, clean up. If you need anything, just holler uh, while the guys finish their drinks. As she's washing ashtrays. A fucking mountain of ashtrays. Mountain of them. I've never seen so many ashtrays. And it was so funny because I was like, oh, ash- ashtrays. Like, they still have those in bars? Like, you're allowed to have those in it's bars? Texas, baby. Texas? Uh, yeah, it's Texas, I guess. Um, so uh, she's washing ashtrays. The red lights come back on. And this is weird because not like it's so funny. It's like it's almost like she notices red lights. Yeah, it's like like all of a sudden she's washing shit. Red lights come on. She's like, like, hey, why is it red in here? Yeah, It's like people don't react to the red light. It's like the killer shows up and it's red light. This one, the lights red before the killer shows up. Yes, it just turns red. And all of a sudden she's like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. So does the killer have a light set up behind him? Yeah. Like, okay, here I come. He's, he's, ah! That's what I said. Or is he like immune to like powers that make red light or something? Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. I think it's better if he like sets it up. He's like setting up lighting. He's got tripods and different gels, you know? It's like, okay, I'm going to use a little bit of purple in this one. Um, But basically she, uh, where is it? Uh, she looks up, sees the killer, so like, who are you? And the cure just stabs her in. Soft, wet eye hole. Again, with like a straw, I think. I seriously think it's a straw. It looks like a straw. Yeah. It looks like a plastic straw. Yes. You know, it's, I wish they would have done something <laughs> like, I, I, it, it, if it was a straw, you know, it'd be a fun setup. You know, be like, you know, say she served a drink. She served a rum and coke okay. to uh, the principal earlier. And he goes, hey, can I get a straw? She's like, yeah, you got to ask for him now because everyone's all in the fucking environment. And while we got these, you know, people bring their metal straws. I got a bunch in the back. Here's your straw. You know, boom. Then he can say metal straw and then he could use a metal straw. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm doing their job for him. But yeah, it looked like a goddamn job. straw. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. But if it was a metal straw, that would make that sense. That would make sense. Um, anyway, so she stabs her in the, in the eye. And then he stabs her in the stomach with a large kitchen knife, twists it around a bit, killing her. She's dead. Boo! Yep, boo. Boobs. Yeah. How dare you? Boobs! Those boobs <laughs> do not deserve that. No. Um, Ryan excuses himself um, to go to the bathroom. And for some reason, I don't know why, but as Susie walks into the bathroom, it's all lit up in blue, blue lighting in the bathroom. Yes. Dude, Marshall's just looking at me on the eye, like, dancing like an idiot. Like, god damn it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, you are just waiting. <laughs> yeah. Just giggling. <laughs> giggling and burping. You've been burping a lot on this Sorry. one, too. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to on that. It's kind of hard to miss. <laughs> I apologize 100%. <laughs> I kind of uh, like it. It's, kinda, <laughs> it's like, just talk. <laughs> like, I don't understand how burps can slip out when the, like, the pace you're talking, but they do. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's weird. Like, like this is the one, like, every other light in the bar has been normal. It's fine. But then the, the 
bathroom lights are just blue. Like, oh, well, it, I didn't get that. I know at all. it's at CBGB's. And it's not the killer light. It's not the no. red killer light. Mm-hmm. It's just just blue light. It's, it's like just have a normal uh, like at CBGB's. They have a green light. You know when you go into the bathroom, which is kind of cool. Uh, it's creepy. You know, but uh, oh man, one of the creepiest ones is when I went into the CBGB's to take a piss, and it's blue, and I was getting ready to leave, and there's a big wanted or have you seen this man. That's on there, and it's a drawing of Bob from Twin Peaks, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's creepy." But you haven't seen Twin Peaks, so I digress. I. It's funny. You... I keep mentioning these shows that you've never seen. It's, I'm laughing my ass. I hope Nachos hears this is laughing too, because Nachos and I met up. We went for drinks Monday night, and I don't know how we got into it, but we literally both end up bringing up the topic that you will bring up Twin Peaks every chance you get. <laughs> <laughs> like, every chance you get, you try to drop Twin Peaks. And, like, we just, I'm like, oh, my God, he just did it again. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny because I have it right now when I think back. I'm like, yeah, man, I said that a lot. <laughs> I like Twin Peaks if you haven't figured it out. <laughs> so, so maybe you should watch it. <laughs> Brant gets up, looks for the bartender. As he turns the corner, he gets a fucking meat cleaver buried in his face. He's dead. It's so quick. It's so fast. It's it is so fast. You just see a flash of meat cleaver coming, and all of a sudden it cuts to his face. Like, you know. <laughs> just big meat cleaver stuck in his like, face. And you can tell it's like the big, like, plastic, long, plastic ones that they use to- <laughs> Like Night of the Dead, Friday the 13th, that old movie. Like the, like the kind you buy your Walgreens. Or yeah. Like the, yeah. I almost said a Kmart. They don't even exist anymore. They don't? There's no more Kmarts? <laughs> I don't think Kmarts anymore. I don't, I don't anymore. pay attention to that shit. Uh, Target for life. Target. Target. All right. So, Brant's dead. Fast. Easy. He's gone. Um, Ryan, at this point, returns to the bar. All is quiet. He calls out that he's leaving and goes to the door, which he finds is now locked. Um, which is he's on the inside. He should be able to just unlock it and leave. Well, that's, that's exactly what I thought too, but they, I looked at the door handle and it is one that I didn't it, see the door handle. So okay. yeah, it wasn't like a push bar, even though it was making the push bar sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he's not pushing on a bar, you know, like when you're, but, but even if it's the, it's inside. just a handle and there's a, there is a keyhole right there. So you could get locked inside from what I could see. Okay. I, I don't, I maybe, but most of like I would assume it would be a deadbolt or something that you'd be able to just, you know, open from the inside you should be able to get but anyway and, and again this is a dot like a shitty old bar, bar yeah. so those they have weird quirks and crap okay. like that so I'm, I'm okay with it um so he wanders around the bar looking for the others uh and then he finds both brands and the bartender's dead bodies piled up in a corner uh the killer walks up behind ryan but thanks to the mirrors i guess ryan sees this happen and just turns around to face the killer who pulls out a large black axe and starts to advance towards Ryan. And this is where we see really close and clear the outfit that he's wearing. Yeah. And it's like a red cloak. It's, a red, it's red. Graduation. No, it's a graduation gown. Red. But it almost looks cloaky. But yeah. It, no, it's not a cloak. It's just a graduation gown. And, yeah. and with the bl- gl- black, black gloves and the, it's like a headpiece. Like it, a, it, I think like what a, it is. Like a like, hood. It's, like like a, it's not even a hood. I think what it is, because I noticed this too at this scene. I think he's wearing like a full black like bodysuit. Yes, with a full on like like gimp suit or something like that. It's not leather. It's like a black bodysuit, complete cover, and then with a red graduation gown and the mask on. Yes, top of that's it. exactly what I was getting to. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
And it looks weird. It, it looks really weird. When, and and I'm like, okay, way. most masks, mask killers, mm-hmm. there's some significance or aura or story behind their mask. Yeah. You know, and or something to tie it to it. Like, for instance, in this purpose, I would imagine what would be a fun one to do is the team, the school's School mascot, mascot. Yeah. something like that. That seems like an easy layup. But <clears throat> the fuck is this supposed to be? Yeah, I, I first like is this like some some asshole made like shitty art class like this paper machine? It, it's it's a terrible looking mask. But I didn't mind the mask. I didn't think it looked that bad. It's but yeah, it just looks weird. There's no like cohesion to the whole yeah, outfit. There's just nothing to it. Yeah, like you could even say like, what have you talked during the English? You know, meeting about a story and the masked man. It's just something, something to tie it back yeah. to the story because it, it just <clears throat> seems like it. it that's, that's so common, you know, and it, it's it's fun. I like to know a little bit about the fucking yeah. mask. It's cool. No, I agree. And there's been a lot of like school slashes we've seen where they, they do that. They, they they use the mascot outfit yes. or something related to the school. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and they did that in Varsity Blood. It was the mascot, like the Aztec or something like that. that uh, was. happy birthday, to, happy death day to me. Also, the, 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 baby the baby thing. Yeah, yeah. The weird baby mask. Yeah, it was fucking weird. <clears throat> um, and then there, I saw another killer uh, school slasher. I forget the name of it. I think it was called School Spirit. Uh, it was a Hulu special a while ago. And again, I think they, it was the, they had the the school mascot or something. I just like that. wish they had something to tie it back. That's yeah, all. I hundred percent. It, it's a weird looking killer outfit. A very little cohesion. It's, to it's it a all. unique looking outfit. It's unique, but it's not. And great. that's why that, that, that's why I think it deserves a little more, you know, insight. I saw I saw another uh, movie. Only it's about like a college reunion where the killer wore a graduation gown too. I, I don't remember the name of it, but um, anyway. Um, so the killer has the axe. He's advancing towards Ryan. Ryan runs to the doors again, shaking and banging on him, screaming for help. The killer closes in behind Ryan. Uh, behind Ryan, he runs off again. The killer takes some swings at Ryan, but misses. Hits some bar stools. Uh, this leads to a small cat and mouse bit, and kind of a, and they end up doing like ring around the bar. You know, you know, one on the opposite, one side of the bar, the other on the opposite side, and it's kind of back and forth. Can't really get. Uh, Ryan makes a break for the back, but gets grabbed by the killer who bangs Ryan's head, slams up against like the side of a, the wall or like the door frame, <clears throat> excuse me, knocking Ryan out cold, blackout. Ryan wakes up at the bar, his head on the bar, he, and he's in a bar stool. Um, it looks like he's just gotten he looks like Yeah. He's been <laughs> he's drinking been too drinking, much. Yeah. Uh, he looks up, he starts crying when he sees standing behind the bar, chugging a beer, just- wearing the cl- killer's clothes. Is Principal Ass Pounder himself, Michael. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. yeah, I don't really think there's any big surprise in this one. No, it was because you basically limited all your characters. Yeah. Everyone's gone. So, like, okay, who's the killer now? Well, duh, it's the principal. Um, this leads to the big bad guy exposition dump with Michael saying that it was not supposed to end this way. If Brant wouldn't have shown up, I could have just taken care of him tomorrow. I do like you, Ryan. I like you so much. I liked you enough to fuck you, but this was not the ending I had in mind for us. Michael rambles on about how teachers today are a bunch of entitled, self-entitled, petty, self-absorbed, harmful pieces of shit. This leads him to tell a story of how his sister was bullied to death in high school, which happens to be the same high school that they work at. 
Michael blames all the teachers for not interfering and stopping the bullying, that they did nothing to stop the bully kids, even though they, they even thought it was kind of funny and joined in, according to Michael. So he decided to go into education so he could do some good, but nothing changes. Teachers don't change. Bullying still happens, and people turn a blind eye to it, but not anymore, not in his school. So instead of killing the bullies, he's going to kill all the teachers. Yeah, that's a weird... It's a really weird, kind of lame reason. Really lame premise. It's really lame. Like, it's a stretch. Like, Joel killed the teachers that were at the school when she died, maybe? That makes sense. But, like, all these teachers weren't... Well, we don't know. Sue was, would have been there. She's old enough and freaky. But, like, most of these people like, weren't even there. As yeah. far as we know. Yeah. Because yeah. it was years later, and none of them talk about the... It, this incident throughout the entire movie. Right. None and of them. It's never brought up. Again. No, no, no one, no one talks about it. No one seems to be making fun of their students. Mm-hmm. They say like a couple, like off the cuff comments. Like, I don't want to fail my students. Cause I don't want to see them next year. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Yeah. But that's a real, that's a very common thing to say. You know, that's a, just a dumb joke. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, they, no one says, like, oh, do you see, you know, Susie and her fat ass, you know, yeah. she smells. And, exactly. You know, no no it, one said anything like that whatsoever. Nothing. Not, and it's like you're, you're trying to make the teachers likable, too, except for maybe the, the drunk fat gut one. John. All the other ones <laughs> are relatively likable. Yeah. And then you're saying they're such horrible. This does not yeah, play. It's a this horrible is not, premise. It's, a, it's horrible writing, a plot point. It's It's – Really bad. If you made the teachers assholes, yeah, that would have been way show, better. Yeah, if you showed yeah. them like secretly, like being making fun of the kids behind the scenes, or or letting or, the, or letting bullying get by, like or like or know. that scene where with Die Job and the one girl said, "Girl, your shirt's on fake." Girl, where'd you get that? The dumpsters, right? Like, exactly. The Instead of like, encouraging okay, her, yeah, yeah. But yeah, every point he makes here doesn't Does, happen in this movie yeah. at all. Even the teacher in the very beginning in the movie, where, in the classroom where the girl kills herself. She even says at one point that guys that wasn't very nice or something like that. He does or, smirk and laugh a little bit, and then he says that was completely uncalled for. Blah blah. blah. So that was the only that's like the only thing. So yeah. you want and to kill that one guy? guy. Yeah, you want him dead? Fine, kill him if to make your point. But all these teachers have nothing. As far as we've seen, had nothing to do with that. weren't even there because Ryan and some of these teachers are like new. Brant was relatively new. He's too young, right? So it's like this whole premise is just doesn't make any sense. Same with Blowjob Girl. Same thing. Yeah. You know, pretty, pretty young. Yeah. Relative. Same with the, the, the girl who got killed did a Kia Soul. Whatever. I forgot her name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, character name. They're, they're all relatively yeah. young. Yes. Can't have been on that long. Yeah. Except for old Orange Face and uh, Drunky McPint. Drunk and pants. also, Principal Ass Pounder is super young to be a principal. He's got fucking full sleeve tats, too. <laughs> did you see his makeout scene? He's got a he's got a long sleeve shirt, but when he's doing his makeout, he's holding his face or holding. It's like you can see tats. I missed like that. on his wrist. I'm I like, dude, he's got to have full sleeves. I I missed that part. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, so that's that was his whole bad guy exposition dump. Um, at this point, Ryan has had heard enough. He smashes a beer bottle over Michael's head and runs away. Michael grabs the axe, goes after him. They end up in a back storage room. Michael gets Ryan cornered. They fight over the axe. Um, they both have a hint, you know, hold of it. Ryan lets go, which might causes Michael to stumble backwards, which then Ryan grabs a shovel, bashes Michael upside the head with it, causing Michael to crumple to the floor. Michael then rolls over, sees Ryan standing over him with the shovel, 
and, and says, you're so fucking sexy. And then Ryan just thrusts the blade of the shovel down into Michael's face, splitting his skull open like a coconut. Not a bad effect. Not, not, yeah. not I mean, for, yeah, they for did the, it, they did it right. They showed it real fast and they didn't linger on it because until, until you can tell it was a coconut or yeah. something, you know, <laughs> It was it was okay. I was like, ooh, gruesome, yeah. right on. Um, Ryan then drops to his knees and starts crying. Blackout. Roll credits. Now, there is a mid credit scene here. We go back to the high school. Uh, Ryan is laying out one of his classes, wishing them all a good summer. So we now realize it's the end, the last day of school. In comes Linda, aka Tamara Glenn, the blonde teacher we saw for like thirty yep, seconds there, there she's earlier. Back. She's back. She apologized for not talking to him sooner, but wanted to make sure that Ryan's okay after everything that happened before they leave for summer break. He says he's hanging in there. She rambles on and on and on. And God damn, this is a long post credit scene. It might as well be its own fucking movie. I know. Um, anyway, it, fi- it near the end of her fucking speech, her Gaysburg address or whatever, which is shorter than this move, this scene, I think. Longer uh, than that. Well, yeah, sorry. You're right. The My scene bad. is longer yes, than Gaysburg. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Ryan turns his back because he's like from a closet. He turns he's, his back to get him out of a closet. A closet yeah. Um, and, and, uh, when he does, she pulls a large knife out from her purse, raises it above her head. Like she's going to stab Ryan, but he spins around and he's now holding a gun. On gotcha, her. bitch. Gotcha, bitch. It says, nice try, Mrs. Perry. Blackout. Roll credits. That's the end of the movie. Now, for those who might not get that, because we, it's only mentioned one time. Perry was Michael's last name. So this is supposed to be Michael's mother, which is weird. So Michael's the principal at the school. His mother still works at as a teacher. That's weird. And they only say Michael Perry one. I don't think they even say his name. I think you see it on the door of his office as Michael Perry. Otherwise you would, this would make zero sense to why like, why this is a thing? Like, why is she trying to kill him? So, okay, that it's it's she's it's a, supposed to be his her son. I'm guessing because she's like seventy or sixties. Yeah, yeah. He's like in his early thirties. Yeah, late 20s. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And he says, "Nice try, Miss Perry." So it would have to. I can't imagine it'd be his wife. Uh. And since we saw her in the hallways earlier, it'd have to be another teacher. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's just weird that she should be principal. Because because he's warm. Well, you don't see many principals that are thirty. It only takes a while to work your way up through administration to become a principal. You can, but it's hard. You it's, gotta be. You gotta have like a pretty good education yeah. and like be good. Like you know, like very few yeah. far between. She should have been the principal because she's older, and then he could have been like the teacher, and she's the principal or something like that. That would have made more sense. So. Did you watch all the way to the end? Because there's one more scene. Is there? Yes. Then I missed this one because I did. I, I saw this one. I'm like, okay, I can't imagine. I, I put my it on fast forward, but I guess if there is one, it, the time, like it fast forward by 10 seconds, 10 seconds, I guess it skipped over that one last thing. So all I saw was just black in the credits. I there's a final it. scene. There's okay, a last I missed scene. This. I so, missed this. All right, yeah, and the reason on. I did this is when it went all the way to the very end is because you guys missed it for Mrs. Claus. Okay. They had a final scene at Mrs. Claus. If you remember, they I talked about that on the podcast. 
um, where because it says that it kills the girl, uh, and you don't hear, you don't see anything. You just hear a garage door open and Mrs. Claus in a garage door open. A car pulls in, and then a guy goes, "Oh, did you have to get blood all over the inside of the car?" And then that was the end of the scene. Like it didn't even show you anything. This one, there's actually an end. <laughs> there's a mid credit scene and an end credit oh, scene. Okay, I missed that. And this it. one. It's in a living room, and it's looking at, like, a, a, a table against the wall and a picture. And in the picture is Principal Ass Pounder and his mom, or I guess okay. the, 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 the mom character. But they look more like a couple. He, like, has his arm around her, and they're, like, cheek to cheek. It doesn't look very mom-sunny, um, but it could be. Maybe, I mean, maybe they're going for a creepy mom mother could be so they see they're slowly moving in on this picture and then a black hand a black gloved hand reaches it grabs the picture and slams it down roll credits or or, and end credits that's the end that's the end no i totally missed that yeah i totally missed that man that's twice you missed out i like i legitimately even like you know what i'm gonna i gotta check to see if there's anything else i hit the fast forward to skip to the credits and i guess my fast forward aaron wins this week jumped it (laughs) Like, I can't believe I missed that. Um, so, so there's, there's, so maybe, maybe that's why I was like trying to figure. I was like, okay, and I was wondering why, like, why is this so complicated? Like, yeah, like, okay, I, mean, I was just like, okay, but it just the picture didn't seem like son, mother, son. mother. I mean, it it could be. It's not out of the realm, but they're like standing by a big tree with their like cheek to cheek. You know, like a hug and like cheek to cheek. I mean, maybe it could be something, but it just looks. I it would looks, think it'd have to be like going for a creepy mother son relationship. It looks more coupley. But if it's coupleish, that's weird too because he's like thirty two and she's like sixty eight. Yeah, but he's also gay and he might be trying to and hide. He's gay too. That's well, right. he might be trying to hide it, and he's like, "Well, I'll just get a beard, and maybe that's." I don't his, think you he's know. trying to hide because he's the one who's like, "I want to." Pound Michael and like I don't care to school. Yeah, you're right because like, he's talking about schools being more accepting. He's like, yeah, dude, let's let's do it. You yeah. Know? So, so yeah, it's it's weird. It's yeah. Weird now. Yeah. We're weird. All right. Anyway, that's the movie. Let's move on to this week's favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. All right. Uh, this movie is kind of lame when it came to that. So um, I kind of have mine already. Aaron, what what's what are you going with for this week? So. Pissing like a racehorse girl with the dye job, mm-hmm. getting stabbed through the back of the head and having her eyeball pop out into your face—that was fun. I was like, "Okay, good, yeah, we're doing it. We're getting, we're getting gruesome with the kills because the first couple kills before that were just like stabs to the gut, you know, yeah. and people were like ah, dead, you know. It's like, boo, oh, it sucks. Yeah, they're really lame. Yeah, it, like the throat slit in the toilet was lame. The guy getting the the guy with the yellow tail wine getting stabbed was lame. Mm-hmm. The gal in the Kia Soul getting stabbed was lame. And then I'm like, okay, the, I see a trend happening yeah. here. But then all of a sudden, wham! Eyeball in your face. Good deal. I was I'm in. I'm like, cool. I, I like that one. That was my favorite kill. Well, wake me up before you go go. Yeah. Because I too am picking die job eyeball popping. Nice. Eyeball. All right. Um, I didn't have a wham sound sound bite <laughs> queued up for that. Um. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, I agree. Uh, everything else kind of sucked. It, 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 it has to. That was the one that actually took time and effort on. A uh, second round would have to be, I guess, Principal Ass Pounder's head explode at the end. But it's so quick. And, yeah, and, but, and, and and you want to say boobs too, the boob tender, but it, hers, it, it was you, a like straw. it was just conf- it was confusing as to what was used to yeah, stab it's into like a her fucking eye, straw, and then she just got stabbed another stomach stab, anyways. But yeah, yeah, uh, it's got to be a die job. 
All right, so there we go. Let's move on to this week. Let's move on to the odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right, ratings. IMDb gives it a 4.9 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's not on the site at all yet. Uh, Amazon gives it a 3.4 out of 5. Uh, plot keywords, I skipped over this week because there's just nothing there. And I sometimes get tired of doing sure. that one. Uh, trivia, nothing. This is going real quick this well, week. Well, I felt like we kind of got all the trivia out. You yeah, know, the, all, the, all the connections with Miss Claus. Um, well, that's not really trivia if it's in the movie. But. Well, it's, it's if you're not someone who watches these yeah, horror movies, you know, true. that story that's told, oh, it's in reference to their other movie. Yeah, you know? that's like, true. So that's, that's still trivia. Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping, I, I'll go back, I was kind of hoping Michael then would, or not Michael, uh, Brant said he was connected. I was hoping Ryan was going to somehow connect to party night. He said, oh, well, my high school, on prom night, <laughs> like, I was waiting for that. But he was telling some, like, almost kidnapped story, yeah, I, which I, had nothing to do with it. I like that they connected the two movies there. I just, if, if I, I wish they did a little more then. Yeah. You know, if they connected, that's cool. I like that. It also means that Brinky Stevens has a psycho twin sister than two. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to necessarily <laughs> bl- link Brinky. That's, maybe that's good that they killed her so quick, too. Yeah. It's because it's like, hey, we got her back. Eh, let's just kill her because <laughs> people might start asking questions <laughs> if, <laughs> if we're making this connection. But I, I like that they made the connection, and I hope uh, – I really hope they go forward if if, if, if they continue to make movies uh, to keep it in the same universe. There would be an interesting, like, a horror MCU type thing. Right. Like, uh, yeah. um, well, they kind of do that with, what, The Conjuring and that stuff? Yeah, I never, so I never seen. Just, like, just sequels, so they're not like but, their own but, independent but, movies. But Annabelle isn't that part of it, and the Nun isn't that part of the it. The Nun's and... not part. I don't think the Nun's part of it. I, I haven't seen the Nun, but the Conjuring movies are all based off uh, L- Lorraine Warren, loosely, loosely based off the, the Warrens, who are paranormal investigators and uh, all that. Um, I haven't seen. And they did. They were. They I think worked on the Annabelle case, uh, but then like the other ones, I think are just now just made up keeping the war and characters were just making up i think they're just making up like sequels of crazy make them ups yeah uh i could be wrong but i think that's what it is um so it's like i said trivia couldn't find anything uh budget game nope no budget game couldn't find anything we know it's gonna be low though but yep. i just i couldn't find anything so that brings us straight to mortal comic combat at the end of this day one shall stand, one shall fall. Good versus bad, right versus wrong, light versus dark. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Comet Combat? All right. <clears throat> so there are 47 total reviews so far on Amazon. 43% of them are five-star reviews with 22% one-star. Uh, kicking things off with the five-star side, we have Tim O'Donnell, the Celtic critic. We've heard of him before. I think we have. Yeah. Uh it's a rip-worn blood fest centering around the effects and consequences of bullying that begins with the suicide of a young high school student ends in a complete slaughter fest. For some reason, he decided to capitalize every single word. <laughs> Not every letter, but every, every word, word is capitalized. capitalized. 
It takes an outstanding cast of professionals to make this oddly transformative flick flower to fruition. And this sparkling crew delivers the goods. This may be short on teachers, but teacher shortage possesses just the right amount of blood, action, and frightening fun. Uh, Five stars. Celtic critic on crack. Yeah. That's some onomatopoeia. You just got learned it. From Kronos, spelled differently than how you would. Um, I love this movie. It was very well written, edit, uh, very well written and edited. I enjoyed all the actors. They did a great job. I got an 80s slasher feel from it. What a great title as well. Five stars. I hate, I'm getting tired of people saying it's got this 80 slasher, 80 yeah. slasher, 80. Really? No. No, it's to not give me 80s vibes at all. And, but so many people fucking say I that. I think they just, like, for some reason, if it's a slasher it's movie, just, all it's, of a sudden it's, it's an, an 80s, 80s slasher. slasher. Yes, yeah. You know what? Scream is a slasher, and that came out in the 90s. And, and the it's new very one, 90s. Yeah, and yeah, and still just the new one came out. Halloween is still going. They update. It's still a slasher, but, I mean, God, just because it's slasher doesn't mean it's 80s. That's, people got to, like, so make learn the separation. to separate that thing. Yes, some a some slashers do a good job of capturing the '80s slasher vibe, but not every slasher automatically means it's an '80s. Yeah, it's yeah, I agree with you. It's that people gotta let that learn the difference there. All scotch is whiskey, but not all whiskey is scotch. There you go. <laughs> all, same with bourbon. All bur- whiskey is bourbon. All bur- or all bourbon's whiskey, not all whiskey is bourbon. So yeah. Um, from Amazon customer, great horror film. The camera work by the DP was amazing. Highly recommend. Five stars. Bleh. Bauman book reviews. We love how your league is. This isn't a book, buddy. But if you're looking for a fun <laughs> movie with good acting, check this out. I enjoyed it a lot. Five stars. Bauman book reviews. Stick to books. Um, from Arturo. What a fun movie. It reminded me of old indie 80s slasher film. God damn it. The lighting was very cool when the deaths happened, and they were very inventive, too. It was great seeing Brinky Stevens in the movie also. Five stars. All right, last one from Braden Norton Spingola. If you're majoring in English, you might reconsider a career in education after watching Troy Escamilla's newest horror film, Put the... Put... Together, a group of high school English teachers, a killer with an extremely cre- creepy mask and alcohol, and you've got teacher shortage. The blood and gore plentiful, and the as are the adhorrent performances by this award-winning film's cast. From the first beat of music to the last, you'll be sucked into this menagerie of murder. After seeing teacher shortage, the amount of awards and recognition being received is not surprising. What? Yeah, the film won Best Director feature for the Crimson Screen Horror Film Fest, for which it also received the nomination for Best Special Effects. What? The film also won Most Memorable Villain for the Something Wicked Film Festival, for which it received nominations for Best Female Actor in a Film, Brinky Stevens. What? Which is sad because she barely speaks. And Best Male Actor in a Film, Chris Jenner. I have no doubt Escamilla and his cast and crew will receive more nominations, wins, and recognitions. Hey Marshall. Yeah. So I'm putting together like the best horror podcast uh like award ceremony. Oh, yeah. And I think we're gonna get nominated. And guess what? What? We won! We won! So we we are Yay! we are an award winning <laughs> podcast. I'm gonna say best host, Aaron Southworth, best <laughs> player of blue, Marshall Hampton. How about that? See, he does it great, ladies and gentlemen. I'm blue. 
And again, he's doing that stupid look. <laughs> it's so bad. That's 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 award winning right there. <laughs> that's what that is. Also, a side note for this one: this guy, uh, brain cut and pasted. It's the exact same review on IMDb under a different name. Well, someone, someone, uh, <clears throat> someone's a friend. Uh, moving on to one star from the movie guy. All right, he's back. Uh, the film opens 2010 with a girl being bullied and then kills herself. Some years later, teachers are being killed in the same school by a mass killer who gets around rather quickly. This is a low-budget, trauma-wannabe type of film. Some of the sound had background noise. Brinky Stevens, who is top-billed, plot spoiler, is the first to die, not on screen very long. The killer has a long rant against teachers, which become boring, not well-acted or scripted, one star. And just like Movie Guy, or Brandon, Movie Guy also cut and pasted this same review <laughs> on IMDb <laughs> under a different name as well. <laughs> That's funny. Movie yeah. guy's like, I ain't, I'm not fucking around. <laughs> Letting people know. Yeah. Um, from Giant Squirrel. Tedious, boring, fat, ugly people killed over what <laughs> seems like a year. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and skip this entirely boring kills, boring people, utter waste of time and money. Bad guy projected out from early on. Just a mess. One star. That was... Harsh, <laughs> fucking funny. Ugh. And from um, uh, Eliza, so he writes, need my money back, disappointing to watch, one star. Giant squirrel, I, I want to see some <laughs> of your other reviews, bro. <laughs> so that's, that's that was pretty much like all of them. I, I, there wasn't much. Yeah. So, all right. <clears throat> Who's winning this battle this week? And what side are you falling on? It's it's a bummer because I liked Mrs. Claus and I think I think I said it was so bad it's good, um, but it it, it didn't uh, didn't translate this time around. Uh, I'm gonna say so bad it's so scary so bad it's scary. So um, scary. Yeah, it it was the pacing was horrible, just horrible. You know, it, it would it drug on and certain, the scenes drug on. There were scenes that went on for five minutes or longer that had nothing to do with the story whatsoever. It did move the story forward. So it, it, you did say good on Mrs. Claus. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's a, it's upsetting because I liked Mrs. Claus. OK, don't get me wrong. It wasn't a great movie, but it was still like fun or, you know, like it was it was OK. It was OK. Um but yeah, this one just didn't. We we already talked about it so much. The choices of the lighting that was being used, weird. I don't know if that was uh, that was not a good move. It wasn't a good move. There was no humor, no levity whatsoever. No characters that you're kind of like, yeah, kind of like, hey, it's a kind of fun guy or a cool girl or whatever. None of them. None of them are like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we go back to Mrs. Claus, the dumb jock. You hate him at first, but towards the end of the movie, you're like, this guy's pretty fun. He's kind of funny. He's all right. You know, and. Yeah. None of that. You had none. None of the charm from Mrs. Claus. Uh, kind of a stinker. Boring. And I think that's the that's the thing that sucks to say is that it was kind of a boring movie. You know, I was, I was just like I kept pausing every once in a while, like, oh, how much longer do I have to watch this? <laughs> yeah. So that's not a good so, so so bad, scary. Now the good things I would because <clears throat> again I I'm I, I hate dumping on indie movies. Because you fucking made a movie good for you, I'm um, I'm happy that people are doing this. 
the music was pretty good. Now, they used the same music over and over and over again, but the music that they did have, it was pretty cool. The synthesizer stuff, they had good stings, things like that. It was cool. I like that. Um, uh, I don't have much else. (laughs) 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 Music was great. Uh, That was the one fun part. And I did like that it was in a universe. They they established a universe in this movie. Yes. Which is cool. And I, yeah. And uh, yeah, old old girl from Mrs. Claus gives the other, some dude a Hummer, which is funny. Okay. (laughs) So. Yeah, there's not a lot of good to pull out of this. Yeah, uh, I'm there with you. Uh, This movie gets an F, uh, does not make a passing grade. Um, I think I'd give it a D. All right. Me personally. You know, you can still give it an F, Marshall. I'm not – I don't know what kind of grading scale you're using, but that's fine. uh, I'm not going to argue with you. (laughs) So bad, scary. Uh, Pretty much everything you said, it was very disappointing. And I think the worst thing you said, like you said, it's – it was boring. Uh, there, it's just nothing ever really catches, you know, get, 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 hooks you and pulls you in. Um, the character, like I said, the characters are bland. Uh, who cares? There's nothing. There's no single character that you're like. I actually ever found myself like getting behind or rooting for. They're they're, they're just they're useless. They're, like there's just no per- real personality to right. them. No, you don't care. Um, the kills overall were really weak and unimaginative i think um grand they don't you only have so many so much special effect budget to do yeah and it's being an indie you know it's yeah. sometimes it's tough but you know i did appreciate that's i guess another thing i could point out for good is i appreciate the effort with the eyeball kills yeah. or the some of the yeah. and some of the stabs were a little some of them were way messier than others mm-hmm. you know so there's i think but that was that was there was no consistency it seems like you either had some pretty decent ones or some real stinkers. Um, I hated the lighting choice. I think it failed. It was just more confusing and, like I said, just distracting, distracting than, than pulling me in or doing anything with it. Uh, yeah, I just I, – I had – when I first learned about this movie, the name and the, the premise, like, oh, could be kind of interesting. I actually kind of had higher hopes for this. I thought it would be more fun and enjoyable. But, yeah, this just was – not worth it, and unfortunately, you can. I didn't. I forgot to say, but you can find it on Prime. I know I may say, it, but I've that's the only place you can find it right now is on Amazon Prime, and it's not free, yeah. You, it's a rental, so you have to actually rent. And I would say, right now, it's not even worth the four dollar rental right now. Um, in my opinion, like, I, I wouldn't watch it again. No, I wouldn't watch it again either. Um, yeah, it was weird. I have Roku, and you do too, right. Yeah, one of our TVs. Okay, so I did yeah, I, I did the universal search on Roku and it didn't pop up. You know, so I was kind of starting to get worried. I was like, oh shit, does this get pulled off of Amazon? But if you go to the Amazon app itself, you can I searched it there and I found it. Um, but yeah, so it's if you have Roku, it might be kind of hard to find. You know, you got to actually go to the Amazon app and open it up there. Uh, but when I did the Roku search and it was open on some other site and it's free and it was like indie, a thing I've never heard of and I don't remember. It was indie something, but it, okay. was, it was basically indie films and it's this unknown app I've never heard. Yeah, of I've never. Before. And when it, when you like knowing when I search the movies and like in Google, yeah. it was like here's all the available options and it, mm-hmm. that didn't even come up for me. It was just just Prime. Not even on Tubi. Now it's new. So maybe it'll drop it's on two Tubi. It's years old. It's not, I mean. Well, I I even saw an IMDb uh, or uh, Amazon, one of the two, even said 2021. 
Some of them said 2000. I saw yeah. it as 2021 I'm, also. My, all my emperors said 2020. But yeah. I don't know. Um, still, yeah, it's not worth it. I, sh- I have more to say. But it, I, how the hell does Brinky Stevens supposed to get nominated for Best Actress when she speaks like three lines? Like, she barely speaks. And if she's getting nominated for Best Actress in this movie, that tells you something about the rest of the quality of acting that everybody else who actually yeah. spoke wasn't it's, up. It's a bullshit award, dude. Sure it's it it's just somebody who wants to get her to their their, their restaurant, her bar, to accept the award <laughs> so they can have people come and be like, oh, look, Brinky Stevens is here. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guess, you know? Um so yeah, I guess that's it. I, I sh- I'm sure I'll th- have more things to say about it as soon as we get off air. But I just, I just don't. I just, I also just don't care to talk anymore about this movie. I'm so disappointed in this one. It just was not a fun ride this week, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I'd rather have in school suspension. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that's gonna do it for us, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for following. We love you. Uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, you know what the business you know the deal watch more horror movies and remember to always keep it tight